Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Okay, before we do kick off this week's episode of AEW Dynamite Ups and Downs, we need to chat about Kenny Omega who it does seem like is going to go away for a while in order to rehab a bunch of injuries. So one, I hope he's okay. I sent him lots of positive Pete wishes. But also two, I'm sorry, I don't care. Of course you're allowed your own opinion. But my opinion is that Kenneth Omega just went on this crazy AEW world title run having great matches with everybody and he wasn't even anywhere near 100%. So as far as I'm concerned... He is one of the best to ever do it. Oh, that's right, I said it. Outside of that, hello, yes, my name is Simon Miller from What Culture Wrestling. You can now go in the comments and go, you don't know what you're talking about, you bald a-hole. I totally understand, I don't, and you will agree with my parents, but we shall take the finger of power and we shall give the good bits an up and the bad bits a down from all the fallout from Full Gear that happened on AEW Dynamite. indeed Kenny Omega who kicked off this week's episode of AEW Dynamite and he was just real sad and the Young Bucks were there and they were real sad and Adam Cole was there he was real sad it was just sad it ties into what he talked about the intro as Kenny said that he is going to have to go away for a little while and that he knows the Young Bucks will hold the fort but this is when Adam Cole went yeah baby that's what I'll do and Omega was like I'm not talking to you so there is a little bit of teasing Omega also told us though that he hasn't watched back his match with Hangman Adam Page so this is why he's still good with Matt and Nick Jackson because when he does sit home and hit play he's going to see them nodding at the cowboy and I don't think he's going to be very happy. My word, do I love this subtle stuff. And then, well, holy flub. Because all of last week we were going, well, I suppose Miro could beat Brian Danielson because then we have a bad guy going against Hangman Adam Page. But nobody actually went, well, what if Brian Danielson becomes the bad guy? 
we were all being nerds and we didn't even see it. And we should have been able to come up with this because time and time again, Brian has proven it doesn't matter what you give him, he will make it work. Like Tony Khan could call him into his office and say, Danielson, we need you to pretend to be a fish for the next few weeks because we want you to take on Bobby Fish. We want kind of like some sort of ocean battle. And Brian Danielson would take all of three seconds and go, yep, I can make it work and he would. Given this was also a celebration for our new champion though, it was just lovely because the hangman was out there and everyone was cheering for him and the dark order in the ring going, oh, Hangman Adam Page, you are the best thing ever. And he just proceeded to cut a promo that made you have a tear in your eye. This dude is great. And sure, yes, Dynamite then went a little bit Monday Night Raw because as soon as he said the American Dragon out came Brian Danielson. But again, I know I keep repeating myself, but I didn't see it coming. And my eyebrow flew up straight away because the first thing out of his mouth was, well, I didn't really want to see you over the other side of the ring. I wanted to see Kenny Omega and without missing a beat, Hangman Adam Page went, well, I'm sorry that you are disappointed, but if I recall correctly, you went to a draw with that guy in 30 minutes and I beat him in under that time limit. So we were just shooting those fires, no firing those shots. Brian then continued to pull his bad guy trigger by saying that all Hangman Adam Page does is flap his gums, whereas he is continually wrestling as he did the night after WrestleMania. And if you are a wrestler who is heading to All Elite Wrestling, all you've got to do to get any kind of heat, it turns out, is say WrestleMania. Because everyone's like, boo, boo, we hate WrestleMania, even though you know deep down they love it and they're probably going. This led to Paige saying, okay, fine, well, let's fight right now. But Danielson went, nah, bruh, I don't want to do it right now because I don't think you're in the right shape of mind. And when I do beat you, I want there to be no exclusives. So just a round of applause. I love asshole Brian Danielson. They then got into a shoving match before the Dark Order tried to calm this down, but Paige still got over to Brian, who then bailed out of the ring. So I'm sorry, this gets an up. I could have sat down and written all of my ideas on a piece of paper about what I thought was going to happen here, and I never would have come up with this, and this is why I suck. AEW is really, really good. And the other reason I did enjoy this so much is because there was a dude in the crowd with a sign saying, hey, Simon, give this an up. And you know the rules. If you ask me, I am just so taken aback by the fact that you all do do this. I shall give you an up. And it goes on the proper counter because you are just as important as any kind of wrestling show. Up. So thank you very much for making my day. And this train of joy then continued because it was Evil Luna versus Brian Danielson. And as soon as AEW had announced this on social media, I was doing backflips because these are the kind of matches I want to see, especially because I respect Evil Uno. Up. He had a small flurry at the start, so Brian just decided to kick the absolute shib out of him. But you know what Evil Uno does. He fires up and he hits that badass Hurricane Rana. And I was sat here in my house cheering. And there was nobody else. And it was like two o'clock in the morning. So you have absolutely got me right. I am very weird. We were really trying to get across this message too, that as aggressive as Brian Danielson has been, now he's super duper aggressive, because I think he took offense to this. And as soon as he got his chance, he was just wailing on Evil Uno so bad, it was like that kid from The Simpsons when he's all like, stop, stop, he's already dead. I was getting a little bit worried. I mean, he stomped on Evil Uno's face like he thought there was money in his brain, and then he transitioned into the triangle choke and almost instantly, Evil Uno passed out. And as I always say, I love it when people sell submissions like that, because you're like, well, well, crap, that was kind of devastating. So this was absolutely brutal, and the right guy to do it against, because everybody loves Evil Uno. So now I'm like, well, you know, I do like that Brian Danielson, but something is going on. 
Look at me wagging my finger at him like I'm his dad. Flub me to all of this though, the story is great, especially because afterwards Brian went, right, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna kick in all of the heads of the Dark Order starting next week with Colt Cabana in his hometown of Chicago. So we are gonna go all in with Hangman Adam Page as our hero and Brian Danielson as this just awesome thingamajig. I don't even know how you describe it, but seriously, if you don't intend on watching this, change your mind. It kind of comes across as a little bit of a psychopath. As ever, AEW also then ensured that there are multiple people gunning for this AEW World Championship, which does make it feel even more important, because we cut to MJF, who was like sat in a chair, and it kind of looked like it must have been filmed right after his match with Darby Allen, and he was just saying, I am the best, nobody is better than me, and if you think otherwise, kiss my ass. He then made that belt gesture that all wrestlers do when they're trying to tell you they do want to go after the world title. It just makes me laugh. Imagine you were walking down the road and you saw this. You'd be like, oh, I know what he's gunning for. And there is more to talk about with Maxwell later. So we shall do it then. Angry Eddie Kingston was also here. And they're really not in a very good mood and he is sick and tired of people interrupting him. Because he was about to talk about his loss to CM Punk at Full Gear when 2.0 and Daniel Garcia returned to Dynamite and that was very welcome. They were like, yo, Eddie, do you remember when you lost to CM Punk? Well, Garcia here, I mean, he also lost to CM Punk, but he lasted a lot longer than you. Eddie then said he had no respect for these guys and they kind of barged past each other, so I suppose we're going to go to that match soon. And also, we have to start making notes of how long wrestlers survive in matches, because now everybody is just throwing it around like it's some sort of crunch. Tomohara Ishii was then on AEW Dynamite. I mean, what kind of world are we living in? That forbidden door has just been exploded open, and I truly never thought this would happen. He's also such an anomaly in wrestling, because if you actually go through his win-loss record, he has lost a lot, but he never loses his terrifying aura, and that's why he's such a badass. He was also teaming with Orange Cassidy, which is like a lion teaming up with a sloth, and they were taking on the Butcher and the Blade, and I couldn't help but go, this is the kind of thing I would do on Fire Pro. The shop owners tried to take out Ishii too, but that was the equivalent of throwing a Care Bear at someone that has a sword, because as soon as they tried to do it, the New Japan Never Openweight Champion just went nuts. I mean, he floored the Blade with one punch before he decided to tag in Orange Cassidy, who did his whole whoa, hands in the pockets things. I'm like, man, this is the strangest match I've ever seen in my life. I love it. Sadly, this was a terrible move because the butcher blind tagged himself back in, made sure everybody know there was a sale on his meat as he threw the piece of fruit to the outside. And that's when the Hardy family office started to put the boot in. But you just knew what was going to happen. Ishii was going to get the hot tag and he was going to hit his insane button. And that's basically what he did. He just laid in these stupid chops and a backdrop suplex as him and the Butcher then started to trade. But honestly, Ishii's face here was the best thing ever. He looked at the Butcher like, man, you better get back to selling stuff because I'm sick of you. And then Ishii just smashed him with this absolutely ludicrous dot rope suplex. I mean, the air time on that. There was then a hell of a lot of nonsense with Matt Hardy and distractions and the bunny and brass nuts, which the Blade was going to use. But Rocky Romero, who of course is now part of the best friends, was like, nah, that's not happening and throughout all of this Ishii was able to hit his delayed brain buster he got the one two three honestly I'm not gonna pretend otherwise I could not have been happier for all the things I've just said and sure yes this did get a little bit out of control towards the end there but in case I haven't made my point Tomohara Ishii was on mainstream American television and he got the win 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. An Andrade and FTR promo followed. These guys crazy. Because not only do they kind of gloss over their losses at full gear, they now want an eight-man tag against all the people that did defeat them with Malachi Black taking up their numbers. But after they were done shouting, Tully Blanchard said, Hey, Arn Anderson, I'm pretty sure I've still got one left in me. And I really hope he's talking about a game of chess. Now, I have a feeling he does not. And if somehow I do get Tully versus Arn, I don't know how I'm going to handle this because the nostalgia is going to be too much. Ty Conte was also here too, and she dropped a great line about how she didn't actually lose at full gear and instead she learned and she will use this experience so that next time she becomes the champion. Now, not only did that sound really cool, but it basically does sum up Conte's story up to this point. She does just keep getting better each and every week. She's going to be a big star. We also heard from Britt Baker, who essentially said, let's focus on Jamie Hayter right now, the future winner of the TBS tournament. And I suppose she could win, but my money would be on Thunder Rosa for obvious reasons. This then led into a TBS women's tournament match as it was Nyla Rose taking on Sheeda. And if I was going to dub this as a place, 
I would call it Shenanigans Central. So you are now allowed to hate me as well, because of course I should have called it Shenanigans City, but hey, sometimes you take a swing and you miss, but seriously, Sheila couldn't even take a step here without Vicky Guerrero just going crazy. Like she was choking her with a kendo stick and then later on when the referee wasn't looking, she just cracked her with it. I kind of felt like Serena Deeb had to turn up at some point because of course her and Sheeda have some serious history now. And she did after Nyla Rose had worked over Sheeda's knee. So Deeb just flew in from nowhere. She did attack this part of the leg before going tee and running away again. And then it all of a sudden seemed like Nyla Rose was going to win after a powerbomb. However, Sheeda was able to fight back a little bit. But then, yeah, Nyla Rose locked her in this cool-looking stretch muffler thing, and she made Sheeta tap out. I mean, talk about a screwdriver. So again, there was a lot going on here, but look at all the stuff that we did sort out. Nyla Rose goes through to the next round of the tournament, which makes sense, because she's going to be taking on either Chris Statlander or Ruby Soho, so that's good guy versus bad guy. And now we can go back to Serena D versus Sheeta. It is hard to make all these things come together, but AEW has done it. Also, this was just damn entertaining, even with all the madness up. Malachi Black, I think, then threatened to kill people. Now, I can't be sure, but when addressing this eight-man tag that I think is going to go down next week, he essentially said something along the lines of, my opponents better appreciate oxygen because they ain't going to have it for much longer. What the hell is he talking about? That does sound to me like he is going to murder these people. So I guess it's something we should keep an eye on and really somebody should call the police. We then had another excellent talking segment, even though a large part of it didn't have any talking, but it did feature Maxwell Jacob Friedman and it's getting it up. Much like earlier too, he just wanted to remind us that he is the best wrestler ever and he'd be the best wrestler if this was the past, he is the best wrestler now and he shall be the best wrestler in the future. And if he did want to take a shit on the Cowboys title reign, he would do so. And Maxwell, if you are watching, I doubt you are, but just in case, please don't make this a literal thing. I don't need to see it. So this was a way, of course, for Maxwell to say that he does want to fight for that AEW title and that he's better than everybody in the locker room. So, of course, who came out to dispute this? <laughs> CM Punk. We went all Undertaker versus Triple H here too because he did walk out. He looked at MJF. Maxwell said, shake my hand, old boy. But then CM Punk turned around and walked off. And of course he did this because he knew that nothing more would wind up MJF because he was probably all ready for a promo off. And of course, that's what we want to see as well. So now we can be all giddy with excitement that it is going to happen soon. And also CM Punk versus MJF. I'm sorry. That is just going to be absolutely brilliant. Don't you come here in my house and say anything otherwise. And because this was an absolutely mad episode of Dynamite, the next thing that happened was Billy Gunn, yes, Billy Gunn, challenged Darby Allen to a match. Allen was being interviewed here as well when he did say, oh, MJF, you didn't break me and we will have a rematch one day. When the Gun Club approached him and Billy did indeed go, well, I have a free day on Friday. I believe you do too. So why don't we have a fight on Rampage? So we are not in Kansas anymore, Toto. I swear, at the moment, you just never know what is going to happen on Dynamite. But do I want to see the ass man against Darby Allen? I thought about it, and the answer was yes. We then continue to tease that there is a bunch of problems with the Elite 2, because we are back to Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. Once again, they were just really, really sad. They all did admit that the weekend had been terrible, though, to the point that the Young Bucks can't get cleared right now, so that absolutely sucks, when Bobby Fish arrived and said, man, I love living in the sea. 
You didn't say that, but look, I made myself laugh. I'm an idiot. He does, however, want to team with Adam Cole in order to take on the Jurassic Express on Rampage. Because, of course, these guys hate the Jurassic Express. And you can see why. Seriously, though, you can just smell that not everything is right with these guys. Like, they're teasing it with their eyes and they're teasing it with their body language. And when it does implode, you have a ready-made feud... It's almost like we planned all this stuff out. Leo Rush and Dante Martin then took on the acclaimed, and this was just like a match that had a bunch of dudes that not only do I really, really like, but my word are they talented professional wrestlers. Up. Max Caster did his rapping beforehand, and I always get a kick out of that, but Dante Martin and Leo Rush were like, nah, we don't want to hear this, so they just did a couple of dives. And I think we've kind of changed direction here, and more power to AEW, because I think it's the right move. Because originally I assumed that Leo Rush was going to screw over Dante Martin, because he was being a bit harsh with him, but now they're just being an excellent tag team. And because they are an excellent tag team, and because they can do things that nobody else can do, you want to cheer them... So this just makes sense. Caster did trip Martin in the early going, which allowed the acclaim to take over, but you just knew this was going to build to a Leo Rush hot tag. And flub me, that was absolutely incredible because that guy just moves so fast. I mean, honestly, he moves quicker than I do if somebody shouted, we have the cure for baldness. And very sadly, at one point, he was fighting both members of the acclaim, so they were able to hit the mic drop. But seriously, at the very last second, Dante Martin broke it up. This also allowed Martin to hit his always impressive double springboard moonsault when then Leo Rush jumped on the top rope with the frog splash to get the one, two, three. And I swear, every single person in this match, Dante Martin, Leo Rush, Max Caster, and Anthony Bowens, they are just great, and they're just going to get better and better. I am a huge, huge fan. It also tied into some story that I had already forgotten because I am a moron, but obviously straight away, Team Taz arrived, and they were like, hey, Dante, don't forget we have given you a contract, and we want you to continue to think about it. Ricky Starks went on to say that he can either choose to have a mediocre career or a Hall of Fame one if he does indeed join, and you know where this is going to go. It's just going to kick off a mini feud. Dante Martin will say no, and it will be these guys taking on Team Taz. Who doesn't want that? It also just gives you a little something extra to sink your teeth into. And I tell you, if the tag team titles eventually go back to being on a heel team, would I put Dante Martin and Leo Rush as their challengers? I talk to my hand and the hand says yes. And Jurassic Express and Christian promo was next. And Jungle Boy let us know that this new attitude was here to stay. I mean, he shaved off his beard, but I'm glad he is doing this because it did give him an extra edge, which is somewhat ironic because <laughs> he's now teaming with Christian. I'm sorry. Lucha Brothers also then confirmed that we will be having this eight-man tag next week on Dynamite. And look, it's fair to say that there are a lot of these cutaways this week. But AEW was just trying to build a bunch, given they had just finished with a pay-per-view. But also, do you know what the alternative is? Turning Dynamite into a three-hour show... I look at my head. I didn't even tell it to do that. It just started shaking. Nobody needs it. It then meant we got to the main event of AEW Dynamite. And as if we hadn't had enough twists and turns, Jay Lethal was then making his Dynamite debut. He was also challenging Sammy Guevara for the TNT title, which made it more interesting because I was like, well, it is kind of strange for Jay Lethal to make his big arrival and then lose in his first match. So maybe he will win, but that would be dumb because you don't want to take the TNT title off Sammy Guevara too much. So you see, we had already built the parameters to get me interested, even if they had have had a mediocre match. But of course they didn't. They absolutely smashed it up. Both guys were going for their finishes even instantly. Like they were going, ha I've got a great plan, even though it didn't work. And they went to the stalemate. So do you know what plan B was? Well, why don't we both try and hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up? 
Very sadly, this also didn't work, so instead they started to fight. As wrestling is all about escalation, Sammy then just hit this absolutely ridiculous dive over the top rope, and when he went for the shooting star press, Jay Lethal got his legs up, and this all then resulted in Sammy Guevara just throwing himself out the ring, trying to hit Jay Lethal, who got out of the way, and he went crashing through this table. He also smashed into a chair. Honestly, it looked like a horrible, horrible car wreck. This all tied into the main narrative of the match, though, because it meant officials ran out to go, oh, Sammy, are you okay? And given that Guevara also had his rib tapes, given that he had been in a street fight at full gear, the smallest part of me was like, well, maybe he is actually hurt. So you're damn right I got worked. And more power to everyone who did this. That's the point of wrestling. I mean, straight away afterwards, it led to Sammy getting hit with a flapjack. So I was like, ha. <laughs> These little ragamuffins, they got me. But I'm still going to give it claps all around because I think wrestling can absolutely do more of this. A few seconds later, we then saw a Spanish fly. And honestly, that is a move that will never get old. I don't know who came up with it. And really deep down, I don't even know how it's safe. Guevara then hit a brain buster on the floor because let's be honest with ourselves, who actually does need a head. And I swear at this point, both guys just got the wrestling move handbook and they went through a few pages and they went, nah, that's not enough. Why don't we do the entire thing? All that had come before also tied into the finish too, because even though Sammy Guevara was ready to hit the GTH, he wasn't able to pick Jay Lethal up because of course he's now got bad ribs. So he took his knee, he smashed him in the face a few times, and then he found the courage to do it. He hit his big move, he got the one, two, three, but did anybody lose here? No, it was too damn fun. It was also just a really solid main event, and I've no idea what Jay Lethal does afterwards, and the inner circle, including Chris Jericho, was out afterwards going, celebrate good times, come on. They didn't do that, and I extended that way too much, but seriously. This was such a good episode of AEW, I found myself enjoying it from the very start to the very finish, which is why overall, it is getting it up. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.